0: What is up everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. My name is Ian McLaren. I am your host as always, and you can find me on twitter.com at Ian C. McLaren. You can also follow the podcast at LO underscore Boston Bruins. The podcast is available wherever podcasts can be found. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Pocket Casts, or if you have a smart device, just say, hey, Alexa, find me the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, and there it will pop up, and you can uh, subscribe, download, listen, rate, and review. Especially if you're on Apple, I would very much appreciate uh, a rating and a review over there. Uh, it goes a long way towards helping to grow the podcast. What is going on today? Well, the Bruins will be in Philadelphia tonight to take on the Red Hot Flyers. We will preview that game, update the lineup, and also take a look at the Eastern Conference power rankings ahead of tonight's action. And then finally, take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. I mentioned on the podcast yesterday that both Tori Krug and Brandon Carlo are out of the lineup with upper body injuries. Here today after the morning skate, head coach Bruce Cassidy says Carlo is further along than Krug, uh, which is kind of surprising considering we all know how Carlo was injured uh, from a elbow to the face delivered by Evgeny Dadnov of the Florida Panthers last uh, Thursday. Uh, Krug's injury is a bit more of a mystery, not really sure how it happened or its exact nature. Uh, Carlo, I believe, is targeting a return on Friday night in Buffalo. Uh, Tory Krug, it looks like, will be uh, a little bit behind that. They do also play Saturday uh, back at home against the Maple Leafs. So uh, it seems safe to say at this point that Krug will be out uh, for at least a week, based on what Cassidy is saying here, but uh, that's yet to be determined and not really a firm uh, timeline by any means. Uh, so John Moore will be back in the lineup. Uh, he skated in place of Carlo in uh, Saturday's loss to Tampa Bay. And uh, with Krug out of the lineup, it means the return of Cliffy Hockey. That's right. Connor Clifton will be back uh, after an injury that he sustained on December 29th. Uh, his first game back. So first game in 2020, basically. Uh, the 24-year-old will be skating alongside John Moore with uh, Lozon and uh, Grizzlick kind of assuming that second pair duties uh, with Carlo and Krug both out of the lineup. Uh, Bruce Cassidy said, you know, he hasn't played here for a while, so he's going to have to find his game, stay within himself early on, make some simple decisions, hopefully initiate some plays early so he gets into it. Uh, he has been playing in Providence, but it's still not the same Um Clifton appeared in two games for the Providence Bruins on a conditioning stint failed to record a point um, in 30 games with the Bruins prior to his injury this season, he scored two goals. Uh, So, you know, not really an offensive driver for the Bruins, but he's a a quick skater able to handle the puck, get it up the ice and uh, you know, able to throw in some uh, physicality in there as well. So, be good to get Cliffy back in the lineup and get him, uh, you know, fresh for the playoffs. I wouldn't expect that he'll be in the starting lineup. He and John Moore will be, uh, back in the press box once Krug and Carlo are back, but it's good to get them some game experience here down the stretch. Um, and you know, it'll be a tough test as they go up against the Flyers. Uh, but, uh, hopefully they can hold their own, uh, on that third line pairing and expect, you know, a <laughs> Uh, Chara, McAvoy, Grizzlick, and Lozon to carry a heavier load than usual. Um, I guess Cassidy did say yesterday that Tory Krug went into the boards with Tampa's Alex Killorn the other night, uh, so that's a residual effect of that. He's day-to-day. Uh, not sure whether that's you know shoulder, arm, head, neck. He doesn't really specify, but... Uh, Again, Carlo is targeting a Friday return in Buffalo. Um, It looks as though the lineup will remain similar to what we saw, uh, have been seeing lately, especially up front. Uh, We'll have Marsha and Bergeron Pasternak, uh, Nick Ritchie with uh, David Krejci and Andre Kasha, Sean Corrali, Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrusque on the right side, his offhand there, and then Nordstrom, Lindholm, and Wagner on the fourth line. Um, and uh, I'm not sure if it's been said who is going to start tonight, but I would assume that it will be uh Tuka Rask in net for the Boston Bruins. It is his birthday today, so it would be nice for the Bruins to get him a win on his date of birth. Uh, it's hard to think of our core players getting older, but yeah, he's 33 today, so very happy birthday to Tuka Rask, and hopefully they can get a win for uh for our boy Tuca two use two Ks, two points. Let's go based on those lines. It doesn't look like uh, any of the regulars will be rested, uh, but that's something that will be a consideration here over the last dozen games or so. Uh, Patrice Bergeron said, it's always hard as a competitor. You want to be out there. You want to play. Uh, we'll see if it comes to that being sat and rested down the stretch for those guys that are healthy. Uh, We'll have those conversations. We have done it in the past, uh, but as a player, you want to be out there. Bruce Cassidy said, some guys who have played a lot this year are getting rest because of their injuries. You're getting the opportunity to get them some games off, but not the reason why we want them to have it. We'd rather do it at our choosing. So, you know, right now there's some injuries. Moore and Clifton are coming in. Up front, all the healthy guys are in at the moment. uh, Bjork and Bleed are still in the press box as healthy scratches. And, uh, you know, we'll see if some of those forwards will get some rest. I'm not sure if really want Pasternak to get those games off as he's chasing 50 goals and the league lead in goals. Uh, so it'd be cool to, to see him in there uh, for every game just to chase that. Um, but I would understand, you know, if, if they do decide to rest him for the playoff push. Now tonight's opponent is the Philadelphia Flyers. They are one point back of the Washington Capitals for first in the Metropolitan Division. They do have a game in hand, and they're currently on a nine-game winning streak, uh, nine and one over their past uh, 10 games, the hottest team in the NHL at the moment, and uh, certainly will not be a easy uh, out for the Bruins tonight. They have a plus 38 goal differential, which is fourth in the NHL, and they are led in scoring by, um, let's see here, Travis Konechny with 61 points, 24 goals, 37 assists. Sean Couturier with 22 goals, 37 assists for 59 points. And then Voracek, Couturier, and Sean Hayes. Uh, Sean Hayes? What am I was thinking of Will and Grace here? No, Kevin Hayes, of course, uh, coming in at 41 points. James and Riesemstijk is up there as well, but he is out. For some time now, after blocking a shot recently and breaking his hand, I believe. Uh, so he will not be in the lineup. Uh, in net will be Carter Hart, the uh, rookie goaltender who's appeared in... Uh, is he actually technically a rookie? Maybe not, because he played uh, how many games last season? 31 games last season. So I don't know if he's still considered a rookie, but he's got a record of 24-12-3. 9-13 save percentage. And it certainly seems as though the Flyers have found their long-standing search uh, for a goaltender in this youngster out of the Western Hockey League. So Flyers-Bruins tonight. Puck drops at 7pm or probably closer to 7.10, let's be honest. And it should be a doozy and a fun one to watch. All right, I know I said that I was going to uh, do some Atlantic Division power rankings, actually Eastern Conference power rankings, but I'm Calling an audible here, and I thought instead for uh, this section of today's podcast, I would rank the player-designed hats that the Bruins uh, have made available in their pro shop over the last few days. Uh, if you're not familiar with this concept, uh, the Bruins players are given the opportunity to, yeah, design some new hats for the Bruins that are available, I guess, exclusively on at the pro shop but can also be ordered online, I believe. And uh, yeah, some of them pretty cool. Some of them, uh, yeah, you know, not so great. So let's take a look at those now. So for this, the Bruins teamed up with uh, 47 to create an exclusive line of player-designed hats. More than 15 of them were released. 2020 Collection offers a wide range of styles and designs for fans to choose from. Um, limited edition hats are available for sale at the Pro Shop or through bostonproshop.com. Uh, the players who designed the hats are Brandon Carlo, Zdeno Chara, Connor Clifton, Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrusque, Tori Krug, Carson Kuhlman, Sean Corrali, Par Lindholm, Charlie McAvoy, Kevin Miller, John Moore, Joaquin Nordstrom, David Pasternak, and Chris Wagner. Now, I know it's hard to visualize, so I uh, suggest you go to the Pro Shop website and take a look. I'll try my best to, uh, you know, describe... Uh, what is on the hat, but uh, I'll start, you know, with my least favorite. How about that? And that would certainly be part Lindholm's design. Um, you can really barely see the logo. It looks like it's a black Bruins logo in some sort of geographic shape design. I don't really get it or can't really see what it is. So that, to me, is um, clearly the the bottom of the barrel when we're talking about these Bruins players designed hats another one I'm not really feeling uh, Carson Kuhlman he's got the American flag on the side a bit of a camo look up front Uh, you know not really my style Sean Corrales is kind of a it's got the B that we see kind of uh, on the alternate jerseys at the moment and but kind of a a jean, denim-type look on top. Uh, Black and gray. Not really feeling that either. Zdeno Charas, he's got a black and white Bruins logo on the front with the numbers 24 and 49 on there. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what those symbolize. If anybody uh, would like to enlighten me on that, uh, I'd be much appreciated. Um, So yeah, not really loving those. Tori Krug has a uh, entering Boston sign established 1924 with the old uh, yellow bear that used to be on the jerseys in the 90s on there as well Brown TK on on the sides so his initials that one's and that one's not too bad um, my f- my favorite ones I think are well first of all Charlie Coyle's is nice but it's a little boring. it's a kind of a black. Meshback cap, uh, with the current logo there on the front, um, Massachusetts logo on the side, not a logo, but you know, the outline of the map with a star on Weymouth, uh, as the mayor, of course, that one's pretty nice. Uh, I I'll, I'll be honest. I kind of like that one. Um, but here are my top three, I think. First of all, a shout out to David Pasternak. He's got kind of the uh, very vintage, old school uh, Bruins writing in yellow with uh, the map of uh, Massachusetts on there as well. That that one's pretty cool. I'll give that one some love. Um, he's also got a pasta bowl on the back as well as the old school kind of 1920s Bruins logo on the back there as well, which is a nice touch. I kind of like Jake DeBrusque's as well, though it's a little busy. He's got the old-school 1920s logo on the front with the bear, Boston kind of in the arch. But he's also got Bruins with the, the 90s-ish logo on the side, saying established in 1994. His initials on the side as well. So Not bad, but a little busy. The, my favorite ones, if you can believe it, feature the Pooh Bear logo, the old Pooh Bear logo. Um... First of all, I think there's four of them in total that have that logo. Chris Wagner's got it on there. Pretty nice. White. Not really my style. It Get it's too dirty, I think. So my top three uh, are Brandon Carlos. He's got a brown cap with the Pooh Bear logo in a, kind of a circle that says Boston Bruins Hockey on the outline. On the back, he's got uh, an American flag on there as well. I really like the color of that one and the logo, so that's probably one of my one of my top three. Second place, I'm going to put Charlie McAvoy's design. It's a gray uh, peak and front with a black mesh back on the side. He's got uh, Bruins in that old-school kind of writing, like Pasternak has on his with Boston underneath. It's a circle feature, kind of like a Pokeball with the Pooh Bear logo on the top. Uh, that one's really cool. I like I like the, the gray on there for sure. Pretty simple on the side. It's got CM73 uh, stitched on the side as well. Uh, I really like that one. But my favorite is... Uh, I think John Moore's is my favorite. It's uh, all black. It has uh, the Pooh Bear logo in kind of a... What's that word like, you know, when to do like a coat of arms, uh, so it's kind of a coat of arms outline that it's, uh, imprinted on. It's so kind of straight across the top going down and then curved at the bottom. Um, and then on the back, he's got, um, yeah, pretty, pretty plain on the back as well. And the 47 logo on the side. So, you know what? I think that one is actually my favorite, pretty simple, it uh, doesn't have you know John Moore 27 on there, which, I mean, no disrespect to John Moore, but I don't know if I want his initials on a, on a new hat. And uh, yeah, I, I like the mesh back and um, really like just the plain black look with the, the yellow outline and the Pooh Bear logo on the front. So if I was to buy one, I think that would be the one that I would get. I do appreciate the guys who went with the kind of dad fit for easy curvature uh Krug, Corrali, Coolman, Kevin Miller, uh Lindholm, Nordstrom went with that look, as well as uh, Cliffy and Chris Wagner. Um but yeah, I think if I had to choose, I'd choose between McAvoy's and uh, Moore's if I was gonna buy one. Um Carlos is in there as well. I really like the use of the Pooh Bear logo, so good on you guys for doing that. I'd like to see more using the uh Yellow bear like Krug used. And I'll throw a link to these in uh, the show notes so that you guys can check those out and let me know which ones are your favorites as well. Let's finish now with some news and notes from around the NHL, as we always do. Again, the big news around the NHL and around, well, the world, around the sports world is the coronavirus. And the NHL, in conjunction with uh, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, and the NBA, Uh, issued the following joint statement on uh, Monday, saying after consultation with infectious disease and public health experts, and given the issues that can be associated with close contact in pre- and post-game settings, all team locker rooms and clubhouses will be open only to players and essential employees of teams and team facilities until further notice. Media access will be maintained in designed locations outside of the locker room and clubhouse setting, these changes will be effective beginning with uh, Wednesday's games and practice. sorry, Tuesday's games and practices. We will be closely monitoring the situation. Take any further steps necessary to maintain a self-safe and welcoming environment. Now, the Professional Hockey Writers Association uh, released a statement of their own. Uh, you can tell that they are a bit concerned about the long-term. Uh, ramifications of these kind of limitations. And um, they said the following. Actually, it wasn't just the Hockey Writers Association, but presidents of all the sports uh, media associations, they wrote, We, the entities covering pro and college in sports in North America, are concerned with the developing international outbreak of coronavirus and the need to contain it. We understand precautions may be necessary in the name of public health. We are intent on working with the leagues, teams and schools we cover to maintain safe working environments. We also must ensure the locker room access, which we have negotiated over decades to players, coaches and staff is not unnecessarily limited in either the short or long term. We look forward to open communication with the leagues as together we deal with this serious health matter. Now, uh, a bit of a, too soon I think on their part maybe just wait and see how this all plays out but they're kind of taking a preemptive strike against permanent um you know sank not sanctions but permanent limitations of uh media access to the locker room um you know citing rapport developed with players and um Uh, features that they're working on, developing relationships, blah, blah, blah. So we'll see how that uh, shakes out. Uh, To kick it up a notch, it was announced in California that Santa Clara County is limiting um, gatherings of 1,000 people or more through uh, the next few weeks. Now that's relevant to the Bruins because they are scheduled to play the San Jose Sharks on March 21st. And if this holds, then it's possible that that will be played in front of an empty arena. There's been no official word yet as to how that will play out. But uh, that would definitely be interesting to watch if indeed the Bruins and Sharks play in front of uh, an empty arena on March 21st. Elsewhere around the NHL, the Colorado Avalanche suffered a major injury. In their loss to the Kings on Monday, Nathan McKinnon out with a lower body injury. And uh, no updates on his condition, but certainly that would be a massive loss. And he is, um, you know, their leading scorer. He's up there in terms of the league lead. And definitely a Hurt Trophy uh, finalist in my mind. So uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. The Florida Panthers actually beat the St. Louis Blues last night, so they pulled to with one point of the Toronto Maple Leafs for third in the Atlantic. The Maple Leafs and Lightning uh, square off here tonight, and Morgan Riley will be back for the Maple Leafs. So a big boost to their lineup and a huge game for the Maple Leafs as they try to uh, stay ahead of the Florida Panthers. The Panthers will be off until... Uh, Thursday, I think where they will next play the Dallas Stars. So definitely not an easy game for them, but uh, you know, they're actually trying to make things interesting at least, which is great to see what else is going on around the NHL. Speaking of the flyers, Boston's opponent tonight, winger Oscar Lindblom joined his teammates for their annual team photo yesterday He's been sidelined since December as he undergoes treatment for a form of cancer known as Ewing's sarcoma. So really cool to see him uh, being able to uh, take part in that team photo. And, uh, you know, the, the Flyers certainly and and uh, people around the NHL have really uh, rallied around him, which is really cool to see. Alex Ovechkin scored again on Monday to... Uh, enter into a tie with our boy David Pasternak for the league leading goals. They both have uh, 48 at the moment and you know, crazy to think that Ovechkin might win the goals race. Once again, he does have uh, you know, a game in hand on Pasternak as well. So it looks like this could come down to the wire. Austin Matthews remains two goals back at 46. And again, he's playing tonight as is uh, our boy pasta. So hopefully, Pasternak can get it on the scoreboard and uh, put some distance between himself and the field. Other games to keep an eye on tonight, yeah, you know Bruins, Flyers, Hurricanes, Red Wings, I guess, as the Hurricanes look to solidify their uh, hold on a wildcard spot in the Eastern Conference. They're currently, yeah, holding down the second spot, although the Islanders are level with them in points. Florida Panthers are only one point back, and the Rangers are three points back. So the Panthers, with their win over St. Louis, not only bringing themselves to within a point of the Maple Leafs, but also uh, in contention for a wildcard spot as well. And that, yeah, would affect our Bruins, as we all know. Boston, as the first place team, is in line to play the second wildcard team in the Eastern Conference. That's it for today's edition of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I would recommend now that you jump over to listen to the Locked On Fantasy Show. All you have to do is tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL and you can get their great content that's getting out over there. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. As always, I am Ian McLaren. You can follow me at Ian C. McLaren and follow the show at LO underscore Boston Bruins. Enjoy tonight's game against the Flyers, and we'll be back tomorrow to wrap it up. And uh, yeah, just your daily dose of Boston Bruins content. Have a great day, friends, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.